0: Do you want to pursue a career in motion design? Do you want to be a successful freelancer? If yes, then listen to the full episode to uncover tips on how you can become a successful freelance motion designer. Hello everyone, I'm Pratyush and you're listening to The Underdog Protagonist. This podcast is for those who want to take ownership of their lives. Today, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Hafid, who is a motion designer and has been teaching students for the past six years. So let's get straight into it. Hi, Hafid. How are you doing?
1: Uh, Hi, Prajish. I'm doing good.
0: Thank you. Hey, so we know know each other for a while now. Yeah. I I think it's been uh, almost two years now since we have known each other. Is it that long? Yeah, (laughs) it it has been. I mean... It feels (laughs) like yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, We have not uh, been in touch... For, for a long time because i think it's our works that do not let us to do that even also the social media thing that some are active i was not active personally so maybe that's the reason for still it's great to have you on the show for the people for the listeners who don't know you you know just briefly explain like uh who you are what you do and um, how did you get into the industry where you are right now
1: of course, and thank you, uh, first of all, uh, for inviting me here. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Hafid Idris. I'm a motion designer, filmmaker, and content creator based on Indonesia. Uh, I've been working in the industry at least 12 years now. I also teaching a post-production film in film school. And currently, I'm building up a community called After Class Corner that focus on regeneration of new people to become professional in the industry. My career started after I won a short movie competition when I'm in when I'm in college and from that it allows me to enter movie industry and met a lot of professional filmmakers
0: and open a new opportunity that bring me to where I am now. Hey, that's super great man. Uh, so you have been teaching, but is there, is there any freelance stuff involved in your career? Or is it like full on teaching uh, for the past six years?
1: I've been working for 12 years and I've been working uh, and I've been teaching for seven years. So uh, the freelance and the uh, work come first. And then uh, f- four years in the industry, my friends uh, introduced me and asked me to teach uh, on
0: his school. So mm-hmm. it starts from there. So in this, in this, uh, you know, teaching journey on mm-hmm. being a teacher, uh, you know, you have to adapt into certain things and uh, uh, you have to really read like like how, how the students are performing and you have you kind of have to adapt your teaching style uh, to you know the level of learnings or mm. uh, you know where they are right now mm. and uh, for in order to do that i think there's a lot of pivoting and you know readaptations that goes into uh, while making them understand a certain concept uh, so that's therefore i just wanted to ask you can you re- recall a specific turning point or uh, you know a pivotal moment that uh, significantly uh, impacted your approach to teach motion designing?
1: Eh? yeah just put myself on their shoes right because I'm a self-taught motion designer uh, and that show me how to make everything structured and easy to understand for new people so just uh, that's the point whoever the student whoever the people just make everything as simple as possible so like Einstein said Mm -hmm. if you cannot uh, explain something in simple way then you don't understand the subject right so Right. The more simple it is, the more uh, easy for people to understand that. And that's make uh, them very happy for and easier for them to learn the new stuff.
0: Into the speaking about the freelance, you know, motion design, reiterating on the, uh, you know, adaptation thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we have gone into the conventional methods and in some way, we have turned our, ourselves into being the unconventional guru mm-hmm. in order to, you know, make people understand what they can't right now. Uh, so, in that as- aspect, in that uh, you know uh, scenario, uh, you also have to you know market yourself yeah. uh, or put you or put yourself out there in the you know, world so that people understand that you are a freelancer and you offer mm-hmm. such services uh, for them to you know get uh, get to know you and then approach you in a certain uh, on a certain stage or if they have any some uh, if they have any requirement. Uh, so, in your experience, like. What are the other unconventional or, you know, lesser known marketing strategies that you have yeah. found to be surprisingly effective and, uh, you know, uh, in the in the journey of uh, freelance motion design?
1: I see. Uh, I don't know it's, is it unconventional or not, but uh, in Indonesia, mainly in Indonesia, uh, what I learned here is the best marketing is still mouth-to-mouth marketing, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, it built very good trust. It builds a good networking. If you only see the data from CV and some writing, some some document, you don't know the person, right? The most important thing when you work with someone else is the attitude, the person itself, rather than the skill. Because you, you can have a very good skill, but if you are not good at networking at and work with others, people are not gonna hire you. So that's uh, the way I marketing myself. Even now I don't have a website to promote my uh, service because uh, every job, every project that comes to me, it comes from mouth to mouth marketing.
0: So where did this generally start? Like people do not straight away get to know you, right? So uh, let's say I want to get into motion design, mm-hmm. and I I want to become a freelancer mm-hmm. uh, of sort. Uh, then what should be my first step? You know, to put myself out there and let people know that yeah. I am there for uh, yeah. to you know to help them out
1: yeah uh, just start making one very good project it can be a fake project it can be pile project anything make it one and then uh, as you said before let other people know right but in my case in my in my era the internet not as booming right now so the only place you can uh, spread your work and let people know is by networking and uh, meeting one people and the other and the other and the work it's gonna help you by itself so you think you think like social media plays a huge role into making that happen oh yeah of course right now uh if you have something uh to
0: share whatever it is just mm-hmm. start social media got it so if you if you want to showcase your work in social media you also have to have a you you need to have a good knack of you know storytelling mm-hmm. and how you present your work uh so how do you leverage this know power of story i know you have a good power of storytelling that's why yeah. i'm asking this question that yeah. uh in your content there's some sort of you know uh where you take the audience to through some path and let them know like what you are trying to you know help them understand eventually how do you leverage this power of storytelling in social media content to not only show your work but obviously to connect with your audience yeah. it's a must
1: storytelling is a must <clears throat> regardless it will it will not it will or it will not be seen by the audience. Uh, storytelling is a must when you create anything because every product or service you do, it always related to human emotion, right? And there's no better way to involve and providing someone emotion through storytelling. That's the key. The more it's related to people, the more it sales.
0: Correct. So, but how do you prepare the relativity factor? Do you go into a research phase before, you know, putting out content? But how does that really happen?
1: first thing I do when I get uh, a project or a job is uh, read the briefers or if the client don't have to brief just imagining it feel it mm-hmm. in, into yourself put again put myself in the audience perspective and what they hope from this video or this
0: uh, experience as you said like uh, you know to showcase a knowledge uh, this storytelling must be there. And you need to put yourself out there and mm-hmm. let people know like what you have to offer. So it involves a lot of knowledge uh, while, you know, being able to uh, let people understand and you are able to teach something to them. But the strategy that we adapt, you know, uh, yeah. in a certain time does not always work later. We always have to re-adapt as we have discussed earlier. Uh, so is is that any uh, or have you come across any instance where you had to, you know, rethink your teaching approach to connect with a diverse audience? Not in the class. Outside the class, after
1: after uh, the teaching is done, I always uh, sit along with them. Not be a teacher, but be a friend. Because uh, mm-hmm. by then, people more open up to you. Uh, they will listen to you more. And I, 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 I could listen more of their problem. And I could mm-hmm. give a proper and uh, exact solution to their problem. And uh, that's why I called my community is After Class Corner. It's actually a place when you could gather around, not as a student, but as a
0: friend. Mm-hmm. How did it really transform your you know, teaching style later on as you went on to keep on doing the same thing? Just be you.
1: When you being yourself, you're actually uh, on the most relaxed state of yourself. And mm-hmm. by, relax- by relaxing, it makes more easier to transfer knowledge, right? and make your right. student feel relaxed too. It's a simple way, but so hard to do. Uh, and only by pra- practicing, you can master it and become your second nature. The first time I teach is very bad. I still read almost everything from book in front of the class. But the thing is, people want to see how you're saying rather than what you have to say, because there's nothing new under the sun. All the knowledge that we have, that we have now, is already shared by somebody. So, just be you and present everything the way
0: you must enjoy it. Superman. Talking about, you know, uh, being ourselves to represent our own, own true self in front of an audience, uh, it just takes a lot of things into play and uh, a lot of elements that, uh, you know, we have to incorporate and, you know, try to experiment in order to make the last thing taken in well enough, as you can say, like a good good impression that they might have on you. So, if you if you have to incorporate uh, elements of play in this experimentations in your educational content to make you know all this concept complex that you have to explain a bit more accessible and engaging for your audience so how do you go around uh, doing that
1: I do not do much uh, I don't do too much experiment uh, experiment but uh, I always try to make everything as easy as possible and uh, make an easy analogy for every content, every uh, material I want to share. For example, if I want to explain about you, about the color hue, and if I try to explain it from the book, like the hue is color spectrum that comes from the light and prism that blah, 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 right? Uh, mm-hmm. In the scientific way way, your listener would be bored and confused. Isn't that right? But what course, if yeah. I explain it that color hue is just a spectrum of color, like in Teletubby's character, there's a red, green, purple, and yellow, then people will understand it easier. That's something I take when I uh, teaching my content and my material for my student and audience.
0: Mm. Man, I just really want to join your class right now. I have been asking you like, uh, when will there be a time when you know your content comes in English? So for the audience who don't know. Uh, yeah. is from Indonesia, and he, the content that he produces is in Indonesian language. But I just i just keep on requesting him that please, for one time for the God's sake, please keep on posting, or maybe just like one video of sort you post in English. Yes, yeah, so I just want you to be able to you know make one videos of sort. But I know it's it's obviously a personal choice, and uh, you also need to have certain audience like your in- English audience too yeah. for you to be able to do that. Because eventually, uh, whatever things you're doing, uh, it should be worthwhile your time, right? And the majority of your audience is from your country and not from outside. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah,
1: but in the future, I will make uh, the English version for international audience, but uh, not in the short time, I guess, because i still doing everything on
0: my own now. <laughs> yeah, I completely understand. I just respect your... Uh, you know decisions and whatever you're doing uh, but I, I was really curious you know while I was thinking about uh, what have what you have been doing and uh, how you are producing content for others being a you know one-man, stu- one-man studio at the end of the day uh, so there must be a, all sorts of challenges and uh, there should be a lot of blockers that you know keeps you from being inspired yeah so that made me question like do you have faced with such obstacles such creative obstacles that you know seemed impossible to tackle at the time of course always (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. but uh when i got like creative block and everything i just uh, it means that your body or your mind is uh exhausted right so just take a rest a little bit watch something or maybe uh take a walk go to sleep anything because everyone uh, have their own time and how they rest right just take a rest because when you have a creative block and obstacle it means your body and your mind is actually exhausted and you need to rest it out that's uh, how i overcome the creative obstacle and uh mm-hmm. in the project perspective if i get something that i cannot solve uh i just put it aside because this is my mantra i quote it from a uh, quran because i'm a muslim god okay. does not change a soul except with that with an incapacity, right so if there's a problem in front of you it means the problem is for you and only for you to solve right mm-hmm. so just get there don't stop uh, experience uh, don't stop experiment and try everything else and don't hesitate asking for help for someone more experienced than you then the obstacle would vanish uh, on itself
0: so can you share us an experience where you have this particular obstacle, you know, bugging you a lot uh, in your, you know, uh, creative journey? And how did you go about, uh, you know, solving that particular problem?
1: Yeah, uh, actually right now, I get uh, I get to do a movie pro- project and the output in HDR, right? And that's my first time doing HDR from a mo- for a movie and I don't know how <laughs> to do it, right? So I just ask around everybody in my community uh, how to do it. Why is it so hard to do? And at the end of the day, I got the answers. So just try everything, ask anyone, and don't stop. Just that until
0: the problem solved? So when you're in trouble, just look whether uh, there are others who can you know help you out and uh, help you in some sense get past of your problem. And uh, if at all you don't have the knowledge if there might be a chance that they have what you lack or what you're looking for. In this, you know, journey of uh, healing and finding challenges, uh, sorry, solving challenges, uh, you also have to infuse a lot of self-care and have to balance your personal well-being while, you know, able to perform in work and able to uh, give the optimum results results to your clients. Uh, so is there a routine that you follow to maintain a healthy work-life balance? Or how do you have this on while pursuing your passion in motion
1: design just listen to your body
0: mm-hmm.
1: everybody have a different capacity of energy how they recharge and a discharge so if you know how uh how your body well and then the well-being of your life it's gonna come itself and you could always manage your time and a framework to do, uh, what best for you when you know and you listen to your body and what it's need so there's yeah. uh, no nothing will Will stop you when you know your body and you listen to your body. So, healthy work, bal- life balance. It can be achieved when you listen to your body. When your body said, "I cannot do this," it's it's a creative block. That means, like I said before, your body or your mind needs rest. So just listen it and get rest.
0: Yeah. So I I had a po- I uh, went to the, went on a podcast session with uh, a lady. Her uh, name was Hina. Uh, she always uh, stress upon the fact that whenever you're tired, just or whenever you feel lost, start meditating, right? Yeah. And uh, it will just really help you balance your mind mm-hmm. and uh, set you on peace to what will come next and what you have to do uh, in the coming hour or maybe in the future. Uh, practicing that on a regular basis, you know, it really helps you uh, have your nerves on in control and uh, have you, you know, clearer thoughts and. Anyways, uh, maintain a healthy work-life balance as we all call it. Right? So what's your take on this meditation thing? I don't do meditation. Mm -hmm. It's weird.
1: But like I said before, everybody uh, have a different kind of energy and how to recharge and discharge, right? Uh, Some people go meditate and they get better. Meditation for me, it's make me more stressful because I just go to sleep right so, so, so something like that Does everybody needs a different kind of rest different kind of uh outlet for them to exp- exp- uh, expressing themselves and get rest
0: mm, i completely respect that uh, for me also i have been struggling to uh, medicate, meditate meditate mm-hmm. um, just because uh, i have a lot of lots of things going on and it's very really hard to take out time for to infuse self-care into your routine i know it's a stupid thing because you always have time uh in some way lying around even if you scroll instagram for like 10 minutes you can all anyways invest that 10 minutes into putting you putting that into self-care and whatnot uh, but yeah i mean it's just the priorities right if you if you prioritize yourself if you should prioritize your health in any sort of medium possible mm-hmm. if you want to meditate that's also fine if you have some other coping mechanism yeah so that's also fine I just wanted to ask you uh, through experience, like based on your experience, uh, what are the qualities, you know, going back into the motion design and freelancing stuff, uh, what are the qualities or skills that a freelance motion designer should possess mm-hmm. to have a sustaining and, you know, a successful career in the space?
1: First one is a taste. That's the key. You could master any fancy software, tools, and equipment, but without a good taste, you could never ever produce a good creation, right? A taste come first. The second thing, it's nothing if you have a taste, but you can manage yourself, manage your time, manage your cash flow, and everything. So that you you need to have a good taste and you need to have a good management. Mm
0: -hmm. I I was about to ask, so let's say uh, someone wants to get into the space and uh, mm-hmm. be a freelancer as a full-time what are the prerequisites you know i should have i should possess to really get started on this motion design what are the things what are the equipments and whatnot
1: just start just start and uh that's what i do uh, uh when i first start my career uh just start at the at the start of my career i don't have the skill nor the equipment uh, to make a motion graphic right but that mm-hmm. don't stop me to uh, to make a to make one because i want to make something so bad i just start making it and forget everything and i just uh borrow the computer from my friend and mm-hmm. uh learn the after effects from reading the user guide manual <laughs> because I, I i i need i need this to be done i need i, I need to, this motion to be started right and to realize so i just start making it and forget about perfection only by progressing, you could find a profession. So, just start.
0: Super great. man! so inspiring to see, to know that key. you don't need to possess a good, expensive laptop or, uh, you know, you have to own this set of requ- equipments or camera or type or whatnot. Let me be a green screen. even. You don't need to possess all those things in order to get started because mm-hmm. you can anyways find that or outsource that from your yeah. friends, relatives, families, or even if uh, you have some other sources available. Uh, it's just that the uh, willingness to get started right yeah. how much end. you want how bad you want it yeah at the end of the day it's not about
1: the tools it's not about the gun it's the, uh, it's about man behind the gun right yeah of
0: course just like a sheriff <laughs> so considering this evolving landscape of uh, this motion design industry uh, there must be some innovative trends right that goes into play uh, or technologies mm-hmm. that uh, you know shapes the future of uh, motion designers do you foresee that this innovative trends or you know technologies are somewhat uh, responsible uh, to uh, for the future of you know motion design and uh, in the space of freelancing yeah
1: of course uh, the technology helped you a lot a lot and uh, you need to follow the trend but uh, just consider the technology as a personal assistant and uh, a tools that make your work faster because it, uh, it's not a replacement for a human the technology only mm-hmm. make your work faster so you can focus
0: more on the creative side rather than the labor work so how how do you how does one go around you know coping up with this uh, ever changing uh, trends and how can one prepare themselves for the change to begin with mm. don't follow the trend create one hey <laughs> that's my line bro <laughs> Superman. I, I mean, it's very astonishing to uh, think that it's uh, such a simple thing can be uh, can be turned into a teaching lesson that people don't really understand. You don't always need to follow something just because it works, right? Mm-hmm. If you know your art well, if you know what you can do, if you're aware of your skills skills level, then you can always implement that. You know, mm-hmm. to establish something new and uh, to make things happen for yourselves. So, as you said, rather uh, not focus on, you know, following trends. Focus on building one. So, if you are good on your craft, if you are doing well and you know how the things go into play, then you can figure out some ways that can, you know, hook the audience and make them follow what you are doing, right? Right. Because
1: making a trend is just mixing one thing with everything else. Just Mm. just as simple as that. So, uh, when you follow the trend... It's actually just repetition of the past artwork, so that's what I said. Uh, a trend become a trend when you mix it, mix the art with your experience. That's my one creation is unique and it becomes a, a, a trend at the end of the day.
0: Right. So, thanks a lot for sharing all these tips, bro. Uh, we are approaching the end of our session, mm-hmm. and I would like you to share. Uh, any final tips or insights for listeners who are interested in pursuing the career that you are into right now? Just start making things
1: whatever you like, whatever you want to do. Uh, don't bother what people say about you, about your creation. Just start doing it today. There's no such thing as too late. Just start today and don't don't be afraid to create.
0: Amazing, amazing. Just start. Don't wait. Right. Yeah yeah i'll keep that as a quote so for all those listeners uh, out there and all the viewers that are watching this episode uh, where can they find you and where can they learn more things from you you could always find me on my instagram
1: and our youtube channel at after class corner but for now it's still all presented in Indo- indonesian language but you still you could connect with me by dm or everything and you could always go to the afterclasscorner.com slash portfolio if you see uh, my work, all my work in editing and
0: post-production and motion graphic. So is there any way for potential clients to contact you and get their work done? Of course. I'm open to that. <laughs> Great. Thanks a lot for this session uh, with us. You know, I have been, I've been wanting to do that for, for a while, but uh, in some way I have been putting it off and... Uh, I don't know. There's multiple reasons that come into play. Some what confidence also, uh, but I, I I feel like it's great. It's great that uh, we were able to do this eventually, and uh, I really hope that the audience took something in return and learned a lot from you, I, as I have. Um, so yeah, if you do, you have any parting things to say to your listeners before we log out?
1: Yeah, my pleasure, and just thank you for for inviting me and co- considering me for. Uh... Your one of your guests and i hope uh, everyone can learn uh, many things from this conversation and again uh, thank you for a- inviting me
0: all the pleasure is all mine if you learned something from hafid i am sure which you did follow him the, the instagram link i'll put it in the description and uh, if you want to you know contact him for motion designing gigs uh, you can always do that by connecting with him via DMs and Instagram. If you found this episode helpful, then give this video a like and subscribe for more. I'll catch you in the next episode where we throw light on a newer topic with another insightful personality. Till then, take care.